okay. I don't know why. That was weird. Glad it worked. <laughs> why are you playing sound effects? Because you're you bored. Know, what's funny is I can't even hear the sound effects on my end. I just, <laughs> I'm just you pushing just buttons. It. Yeah. Hmm. So That's like, funny. what did it sound like? Uh, it was like a, Pa-dum-tsh. oh wow. That last one was at least. <laughs> I hope that was a. Uh, I hope that recorded on your end because I'm totally leaving it in if it did. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, huh. yeah. Alrighty, so back in it. Yeah. Hi everyone. We're just so, gonna get into this. How do you want to handle this? Do you want to just do the show? Do you want to talk? Do you want to? What? I mean, it. I can talk. Um, okay. I'm okay. You know. So, because we didn't, we didn't do any announcement. We didn't do anything. Um, no, no. It, it was all pretty much just friends and family that knew what was going on. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, in April, I took. I think we did take the week off because uh, my dad was getting surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, for his, you know, he had stage four colon cancer and he got the surgery. Surgery went well. Um, it was more extensive than they expected. Uh, but you know, so they had to, you know, they had to like do more for the, the surgery was like, oh my God, it was like 10 hours long or something. It was really, really intense, really crazy. Yeah. And, but like he got through it. And they were like, okay, because there's more, you're probably going to have to do some more chemo and stuff like that. He had already done chemo, radiation, and then the surgery. Um, And he was diagnosed at that point, like 11 months before. Um, And so he had the surgery on a Monday and he was going to be released from the hospital on Friday. So everything was looking good. He was literally like within an hour going to be released from the hospital. My grandparents were there. Um, I wasn't because he told me not to come. He said, he, he, he's like, I'll need you when I'm recovering. So I want you to come in a few weeks when I'm recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I guess he took a walk with my grandfather and then he came back and he, he told my grandmother, he's like, mom, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, and then he did and he died. Uh, it was in, it was incredibly fast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't in pain or anything like that. They came in, they tried to figure out like, you know, what was going on. And, um, you know, they, they think that it just, his body took so much for so long there, you know, he had yeah. gone through so much. Um, and so, yeah, I was obviously uh, shocked and devastated. And it was my worst nightmare. And so I've been living in that sense, you know, like dealing with his affairs and you know, you've been, you've been through this, you've lost, you know, a parent you're dealing with like 
the emotions of losing them, but also the logistics, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. like the, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so much, you know, there's so many things I'm still dealing with and I'm still trying to get like, you know, his house in my name so that I can sell it and everything like that. Um, it's just, it sucks. Yeah, it um, does. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay, like overall, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been in. <laughs> well, shit. Um, it rained really bad yesterday here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want people to think that we're monsters. We talked this entire time. It's not like we just took oh, time yeah. off the show no, and no, no, no. didn't like speak verbally or online or anything like that. No, we've been in constant contact this entire time. And like you said, it's it's something that I Yeah, I talked to Matt literally well. that day. Like I, I text I texted you and I was like, My dad's dead. Yeah. And you called me. because uh, I didn't know what was happening. I, I I truly um I was dissociating and stuff. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah, it was, um, yeah. Like it, I mean, you know, there's, there's no good way to deal with anything like that or or right way or anything. Um, right. But I just, I fully broke yeah. in a way that I did not think was possible in like, my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm still even like, you know, going and recording this or whatever and like doing this. It, it's, it's weird to me. Um, everything about my life feels weird now, you know, and there's beautiful parts to it. And there's, there's still happiness. There's still laughter. There's still, you know, it's your life is still there, but it's different. And, and I can't explain, I can't really explain it other than like, if you've gone through it, you understand it, you know? Yeah. Like people who have gone through it, get it, but yeah. It's an unfortunate bond that, that you and I have now because we've both had to deal with losing parents to, for a form of cancer. And and both of them, we, our parents are around the same age and we were around the same age, correct? I think. Yeah. 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 I didn't even think about it that way, but you're right. We, um, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of parallels there as well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's not a matter of who had it better, who had it worse, no, no. because, you know, it's, it's loss and, you know, it's not really a, a comparison. I'm glad that you had a chance to, grow up with your dad basically. And, and you guys had that friendship and you had that love for one another where you can honestly say that he had such a positive effect on your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, that in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's easy to fall into a a headspace of, you know, they're gone and, and everything. (laughs) that they work towards is unfinished and it's, it's not going to really be finished, but mm-hmm. in a way, the project that he put the most time into is still ongoing. And I would say successful, which is you. Yeah. So, you know, that, that love that he had for you lives on in you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. Um, even just like talking about, you know, like I mean, people who have listened to this show for years know how much I've talked about my dad or mentioned mm-hmm. something by him. I don't think we ever had him on here, which I kind of regret now <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect that I don't have that. Um, you know, I have videos and stuff, but you know, I don't even have like voicemails or anything. Mm-hmm. I have our text messages, but and and you know that stuff, but yeah, it's just uh the hard part for me is I also like I, you know, it he was my dad. And that's, you know, not something that can be replaced. Right. But it's all, he was also my friend. Mm-hmm. Like we got along um, <laughs> on a different level. And I think because he raised me by himself, we just had a different dynamic. I know, you know, that's a thing that happens with single parents and their kids sometimes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it, like, and sometimes not in healthy ways too. Like that's, you know, that's part of life as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's, it's just, and you know, uh, I, I believe tomorrow is three months since he died. So my goodness. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like that long at this point. I mean, you know, it's, it's always weird when you and I go so long without talking for a mm-hmm. length of time, you know? Um, but yeah, it doesn't even seem like three months. I know. It's, it's, it feels like yesterday and it's been a lifetime, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The dichotomy. So yeah, it's a, like you said earlier, there's no right way to feel about it. You know, there's no right way to deal with it or even attempt to deal with it. There's, there's no dealing. It's, it's just working towards the next step, basically, you know, just trudging along basically. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Can't anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's like that's how I'm I'm just like yeah, I it's it's weird. Um <laughs> I'm reaching the point now where like it's not as fresh and uh-huh. you know, other people have kind of, you know, like life goes forward, but I'm still kind of yeah. like I still like this is a very present thing for me, you know. It's weird. Yeah, like you know, a, a while ago, you know, we were we were just talking, and you asked me like, "How do you get through this?" And I've been thinking about that ever since because you know, when I when I really consider it, I'm not over it. You know, it's just the best way I can describe it is the moments that you pause are shorter. You know, because yeah. at first it was just moments where I just had a complete like, I don't even want to call it a panic attack because, you know, I wasn't like going through the traditional motions of that. It was just like, now what? And yeah. sometimes it just be a whole day of now what? And no, I, yeah, I've been feeling that a lot this week in particular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the week before was a lot of anxiety and, you know, it's just, it, it really just... Uh, you know, it depends. It really does. Yeah. Like it just depends. It's, it changes, you know, yesterday I cried in the car and today I haven't cried at all. So mm-hmm. it's just <clears throat> different every day. Yeah. 
Yesterday yeah. I was sad. You know, I lost Sammy too. You know, like I, I lost, I had these, I know it's not the same, um, but you know, I, I, I feel like I've lost so much this year mm-hmm. and it's hard. And you know, um, that, you know, my dad's house is next and that's, I've already kind of, you know, if everything's been cleaned out and everything's, you know, that part is done too now, but it's, it's just all, it's a lot. Yeah. It is, it is a lot. And it's heavy. And I, I mean, I don't really apologize for the heaviness. I don't want to say that to like listeners because I think that there's like, I've, you know, we've always had a lot of vulnerability and discussions like that on the show, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I it, like, I know it's probably not easy to listen to either. <laughs> it's real. Like, it's yeah. real. That That's just it. It's, it's, and, it's real emotion and someone else may need to understand that it's okay to feel feelings. It's okay to feel yeah. this way. You don't have to and, rush through it. And I'm trying to get back in the groove of things, but you know, there's going to be, there's going to be times where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like not quite there and you know, that's part of it too. But yeah, I'm just trying to take everything one day at a time, one step at a time. That's exactly it. You got to figure out who you are. You got to figure out who you are after this. And yeah. You know, you take as long as you need to, but I'm glad that you're feeling good enough to talk about bullshit. That doesn't matter again with me because, (laughs) you know, it's cathartic in a way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Bold of you to assume I've even opened the notes that you emailed, but okay. I didn't know that was, that, that was for my benefit. (laughs) I threw you on there because I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll be a, I'll be a bro and, and, and give you a little, a preview of what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So speaking of death, Sinead O'Connor died. (laughs) (sighs) I had to, Yeah. Yeah. Sinead O'Connor. Were you a fan of, of uh, her music or her? I I was, but like very peripherally. Um and like I I grew up, I was young enough where like just her tearing up the picture of the Pope was like cool and not blasphemous or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I listened to and then I listened to You're Wrong About and they talked about Sinead O'Connor and like the controversy surrounding her and how it was a lot of bullshit. And she was, you know, unfairly treated like shit um, when she was right. So I feel terrible for her. I know that she lost her son. uh, You know, what was it last year, year before something, something along those lines. And I don't think mentally she recovered and I can't imagine what the loss of a child feels like, especially a young child uh, or young man. So I feel terrible for her. Um, The the legacy, the legacy that she left, she leaves behind is just amazing. Just the the things that she did uh, just in, in culture in general, the effect that she had, the, the way that she spoke out bravely. And I mean, so many people, so many people came at her for it destroyed her career. It, it did. 
it yeah. did because it was, you know, taboo to say anything against the church at that time. But yeah. I mean, you can honestly say she's a trailblazer and yeah. you can say that the effect that she had on these discussions is long lasting even today, you know, even without her, her passing, like, you know, you can't, you can't talk about Sinead O'Connor without talking about her ripping up that picture of the Pope on SNL. Yeah. That's just, yeah. you know, it goes hand in hand. And she was an amazing performer. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, that's it's not somebody that I would, you know, put in my playlist per se. But right. no, you can't same. deny her performance of Nothing Compares to You. And even with that, you know, it was it was like she was almost bullied about that song by by Prince. You know, they butted heads quite a bit about yeah. that. Uh, that, well, just in their careers anyway, but you know, not to take anything away from her. She's amazing. And we don't know the cause of death at this it's, point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty well assumed uh, like that, you know, anyway, that she, she took her own life. Yeah. And they, and they, the family hasn't said that, but they did ask for privacy. So, um, yeah, I would assume that 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 was unless she was sick in some way. And frankly, when when someone's sick, even if we don't know it, they usually say, you know, they passed peacefully. You know, the mm -hmm. the the language um is usually an indicator of like a press release of the cause of death. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people talking immediately, like celebrities and people who knew her or whatever, like immediately talking about, you know, mental health and her impact and everything like that. So I, that's another reason why I think that's was likely the scenario. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we're not unfairly attributing that to her, but regardless her, if, if that wasn't the way that she passed, but regardless, her son did pass of that. Um, right. So right. either way, I think that it's important to address that um, life is fucking hard. And, yeah. you know, if you are able to treat people with kindness as you navigate this difficult shit and they're navigating this difficult shit, that's, that's all you can do, really. I just feel like it's unfair, man. Like every people, not everybody, but people of influence gave her such a fucking hard time about just being a woman with opinions. Yeah. It just fucking sucks. You know, I, I do think it's I do think there's a lot of sexism involved with it, obviously. But I also think like, I do think if a man did what she was doing, they would have faced, he would have faced a lot of consequences too, because you're going up such a, like going up against such a massive, um, infrastructure for lack yeah, of a better word. Yeah, yeah. And, no, that's that's perfect. And like, you're and you're talking about people's beliefs, and people, you know, are willing to live and die by them, right? They're so, very protective. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you are you're already you know the idea that I, I, I'm basically like you can't. I, I personally can't just attribute that to her being a woman. But yeah, it it played. I mean, it was it was the fact that she was talking about a thing that nobody should be talking about, 
mm-hmm. and that she was a woman doing it that was like absolutely not. Yeah. 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 So uh, of course really we'll, sad. we'll share more as the family shares more and they feel comfortable letting us know um, what exactly happened there. But you know, that's, that's a big loss. I think she was, like I said, prolific and uh, man, just so young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. How old was she? 57? 56, like I think. Older than my dad. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Lexus is a big fan of uh, <laughs> dark humor. You're going <laughs> to so hear dead dad jokes. It's just yeah. a part of it now. Listen. I mean, yeah, for those just tuning in, maybe for the first time, we're not being cruel to one another. This is. I, Dad, would think it's hilarious. That's there the you. important part. That's the most important <laughs> thing at the end of the day that you guys should know is that my dad would want me to make dead dad jokes. He would think they're hilarious. He'd be like, oh, my God. And then he'd laugh. I, I think I mentioned this on here before, but after my mom passed away, like, you know, before I found this detail out, I would have been like, well, my mom probably wouldn't have found this side of thing like funny, uh, this mm-hmm. dark humor and everything like that. But as we were going through her things, we found several printed out George Carlin routines that she kept in a folder. <laughs> so she secretly enjoyed George Carlin's comedy. I <laughs> you love know. her. I love her so much. <laughs> that's beautiful we found um jokes that my dad was writing oh wow in notes on his phone i think oh, he was gonna put them on facebook but they were very old they were from it, they were bad too they were not good <laughs> that enron <laughs> situation you know huh? How it, about that? it wasn't dated in that way but like you could see the dates because they were like in the notes app and it was from you know 2019 or whatever and i was like why are you keeping this <laughs> Dude didn't write a will, but he wrote that and kept that. I mean, oh my god! Honestly, who who among us doesn't have things in our drafts that <laughs> are just sitting there waiting, waiting for their time to shine? Yep. <laughs> Empty those drafts, everybody. Do it while you can. Empty those drafts, even the old ones. Delete your old emails. That that is, if I can offer also, you one tip, delete <laughs> emails because his inbox is filling up. And I have to go through and manually fucking delete emails all the time and unsubscribe him so that I can see if there's an urgent email or something that's important. So that's a thing. You don't think about that. But like, seriously, if the email's not important, delete it. Unsubscribe too. Here's here's something I can warn you about as a friend. Um, And it's a a shit sandwich. So be ready for Is it about finding dirty magazines? Because I've already been there. No, thankfully not that part. Yeah. And anyway. yeah, that's that's not that's not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is, when the Facebook hackers eventually make it to your dad's Facebook account, like they did my mom, and try to DM me mm. and ask for money as my mom, I mean, read the fucking room. Read read the read the wall hacker and see all the we'll miss you Regina's and RIP and stuff like that. Maybe put it together that she's not around anymore and that you are. I have already had to change his password because someone, I thought someone got into his account, but someone was actually impersonating him. 
made uh, a new account impersonating him and then tried to add yeah. his uncle or something to it. Yep. 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 So <laughs> just be ready because the longer it's dormant, you know, it's, I need to do try. that. I don't, I don't know how to do it, but I need to do that like archive thing where you can be like, this is a memoriam. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, Lock they it. had, well, they had a feature. I don't know if they have it anymore, but they had a feature on Facebook that, um, you could designate somebody, basically the, uh, you know, proprietor of your Facebook estate. If something happened, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a weird morbid thing when they put out the, the stuff about that and they quickly moved on. Cause they didn't want people to get like bummed out about Facebook. They didn't want to be associated with that. So I think it's there. I don't know. I think it is too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I mean, I have his passwords and stuff so I can get into it, but you know, yeah. whatever. <sighs> anyway, what's anyway, the next story, Matt? Let's talk about aliens. Is so, it about death? Oh no, it's about aliens. It's, it's about Bring aliens. <laughs> so there was a I'm right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You know, a lot of people are feeling the same way as you are. You know, after dealing with COVID and dealing with, you know, all this student debt and the political climate and everything like that. And basically, it's just telling the next generation that, you know, fuck it, you're on your own because we got screwed over as millennials and we got screwed over as Gen Xers. Sorry, yeah. there's nothing left to impart unto you. Well, People are pretty just laissez-faire about <laughs> finding out that there are extra, ex, extraterrestrials among us at some point. Yeah. So for those that haven't heard, there was a, uh, a congressional hearing on UFOs and uh, apparently it was met with a collective shrug. The well, news that because the, the guy is crazy. The guy is actually crazy. <laughs> Most guys are crazy. You know, I mean, well, that's very true. It'd be a little crazy to, you know, think. Aliens are going to come get you. Are you putting um, seal to me? <laughs> we're never going to survive. Never going to survive. Right. That's right. That's right. One of the positive things I can say about the uh, la latter two Batman films from the 80s slash 90s, but we'll circle back to that. Wait, um, was it that or was it Kiss, Kiss by a Rose? Yeah, Kiss by a Rose, but Seal reminded me. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Those those last two Batman movies, and I, when I say last two, I mean Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Um, I'd like they, to revisit those movies. They had all the pieces to be great. Yeah. But somebody just fit them together with a hammer and it, some super Let me glue. tell you something. If you're a fucking you know, five-year-old child... Oh, yeah. That, those pieces fit together perfectly. <laughs> that puzzle no. was snug. I'll admit, I'm a little kinder to Batman Forever than most people are, but I am definitely yeah. on the uh, the hate train for <laughs> Batman and Robin because, my God. Yeah, as you should be. He had a bat credit card. He had a bat credit card. Why did they all have nipples on their suits? They took George Clooney Except away from ER. For Except that. for Batgirl, she didn't have nipples on their suit because they well, knew they couldn't do that. Because they knew they couldn't get away with that. Like, no, 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 that's yeah. too far. You know, and to that I say, why did you not think that would apply to the men as well? Why did <laughs> you, that not? Why was that not far enough? You know, there's a mock-up costume that has Batgirl nipples on it. You know, somewhere. How do I? 
in the archives. How do I ungoogle Batgirl nipples? Batgirl nipples. Oh, your search history. R.I.P. It's Batgirl not Girl <laughs> movie nipples. <laughs> it originally had nipples. You are correct. Hey, look at that. I know dirty minds like Joel Schumacher's. <laughs> it does feature nipples, but it looks like they're covered. Like it looks nah. like a bathing suit to the nipple. Covered covered by the bat they logo. Wanted, it says with Alicia Silverstone, they wanted nipples on her too. They said if the guy they said if the guys have nipples, the girls should have nipples too. After I sculpted it though, everybody realized maybe not. It was a bit obscene, mm-hmm. so we took the nipples off. Just a bit. Just a bit. I remember obscene. being a child and being so sad that I didn't get an Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl movie or sequel where she was Batgirl because I was I loved that so much. I loved her. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that would have meant everything to me to see her in a movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it had so many good parts, so many good details that could have made for a good movie. George Clooney's chin, uh, Chris O'Donnell's eagerness. Alicia Silverstone being Alicia Silverstone in a Batgirl costume around that time at the height of her powers. Come on. Come on. The soundtrack. A great Alfred. Yeah. Great Alfred. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Action star doing the performance Mm -hmm. of a lifetime. Ready to ready to get down and clown with y'all with these puns about ice. Listen. That movie should have kicked so much ass. But I feel like somewhere along the way, they forgot that they weren't making a toy commercial anyway, back to the aliens. All right. Mm-hmm. So the defense department has said there's no evidence linking UAPs to aliens yet. Many yeah. social media users still took the hearing as proof that aliens exist. Yeah. So they're not denying that there's some phenomena also a great movie uh, or UAPs. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and they, and they said non-human and that's the mm-hmm. part where I'm like, well, non-human is literally anything that's not human. Right. It could be animal, minimal, mineral or vegetable. Yes. It could have been this crap. Like it could have been a, a drone that hit a bird. And then they're like, it's an unidentified craft with non-human things on it. That can be a technical way of labeling it, but it could be a fucking like Russian drone or something. There you go. I mean, look, it could be anything, but I tell you what it is definitely. It's going to fuel so much crackpot behavior. People are going to be seeing UFOs or UAPs or whatever we're going to call them. And they're going to be like, see, this is proof right here. Our government's trying to hide this from us because, you know, the government is always against us. But Lex, I got to tell you. I think this is the kind of distraction that our country needs right now. Because as we go back and forth about, you know, race relations and stuff like that, and back and forth about, of course, trans rights and everything, there's one great unifier. And that's that we need to fucking kick some alien ass. Mm. We've I all thought seen- you were going to say alien solved racism, which, <laughs> by the way name of the episode totally totally the name of the episode (laughs) thank you to the little gray men that don't see color for solving racism 
I mean, maybe they don't see color. Maybe they don't see color on our spectrum. So they are literally blind to racism. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here. But you know what, Flat Earthers? This is now canon. I'm telling you that this is the truth. Believe yeah, me. Aliens don't see color. That's right. Because yeah. I speak with authority and I have a podcast. I'm a man with a podcast. Holy shit. Do you realize how long I've waited to <laughs> use this privilege? I am a man with a podcast. Hold, hold on. Now, Matt, don't get too heavy yourself. You're not a white man. That is true. Fuck. And you're not yeah. a man either. It's got to be two, two white guys. It's got to be mic. two white men with an insane amount of confidence that is unearned. God that's, damn it. That's the key. We got to get some key. guests on this show. We got to get yeah. some guests. Mm-hmm. If anyone is a white man, <laughs> we got to get a white man on the show. Like a white man. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard you'll know that you should be the one to come on the podcast because you'll hear this and go i should come on the podcast I, that is the unknown confidence we need <laughs> why should the only one who's speaking be you i should be on your show as well you're literally uh, yelling at your at your headphones right now <laughs> trying to respond to us do you do that with every episode then you are the person to come on the show I like to think that there's 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 a, a, a woman in a relationship um, and their their partner begrudgingly listens to our show, but their ears just perked up and they're like, "Ooh, I can be on your podcast. I can <laughs> I can be on that show that you like so much that Lex and Matt, I'll do it. I volunteer. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Send us some 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 messages or something. We'll- I do feel like we have more female listeners than male listeners, which. I consider a point of pride, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You know, the, the dulcet tones that we emit over their airwaves, they, they like to come back and hear more. And, uh, that, that it's makes also me because we're quite handsome. That That's helps. true. That's yeah. true. We are, we are very handsome. Yes. I was going to say, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say message us on some social media platforms, but you know what? I don't even know anymore. So much has happened in the past three months. The entire internet has changed. Just like the rock said about black Adam, the, the hierarchy of the social media universe has changed. It's about drive. It's about power. (laughs) We'll get back to him because he's, he's a G he is, he's a real one. We'll get back to him. Um, Twitter is no more. It is now simply referred to as X. No one's going to call it that. Uh, (laughs) We've all got X's. We don't like to contact them. Oh, my God. So I don't know what Elon was thinking when he made this decision. He's apparently been trying to make some website X for a while because he tried to do this with PayPal. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's really weird. Why is he obsessed with the name X? I don't know, but did he lose I a bet? No, man. It's it's something stuck in his head. Like he names his kids all these uh, unique titles as well. Yeah, like usually involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not a great guy, but uh, yeah. What? Twitter, Twitter's not Twitter anymore. So. I don't know what we're doing with that. Threads, Threads ex- exists. Apparently, we have a Threads account because we have an Instagram account. I think. I so, think you have to activate it. I don't think uh, it's automatic. 
We should probably um, do also, that. Also, if you delete your Threads account, apparently it deletes your Instagram. Just FYI, people. So yes, if you get I'll, one, you're stuck with it forever, unless you want to get rid of everything. You're stuck with it, but you can still delete the app from your actual phone. Just yes, your correct. your account will still exist. Right. Um. Yeah. So there's that. What else happened? So so much with the social medias. Yeah, TikTok lots of there. stuff happened. It did. Yeah. It is. Um, another good. thing about TikTok, uh, if you save a TikTok, the creator yes. sees that. And oh. I just want people to know that because huh. y'all are saving some of my videos that make me go, why are you saving that? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Sometimes because that little like little bookmark is down at the bottom right hand corner okay, of the screen. by accident. Yeah, I press it by accident. If I'm sleepy, like I've I I've sent you yeah. TikToks previously in the middle of the night as I'm falling asleep, and you'll like respond to it like, "What the fuck was that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I didn't send that to you, but apparently <laughs> I did." Yeah. It's really strange. It's really. I weird. love when you send me your TikToks because it shows me that we are on two totally different sides of TikTok ninety nine percent of the time. That's ideal. There's a friend of mine who uh, does, she hosts a TikTok Tuesday mm-hmm. on, um, on, what is it, on uh, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> she, I don't want to put her name out there because I think she's, yeah. she likes to be private. But she does a TikTok Tuesday and she like hosts all the videos that she enjoyed throughout the week. And I'm like, that's great because these are honestly videos I'd never see. Like, oh, they're funny people. That's a really good are. idea. I wonder yeah. if we should do something. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm not going to steal that from them. Yeah. Uh, Kayla and I have like the same one and we've joked about like one of us deleting it. Maybe I should, but I don't know. Well, that's how you found each other. So that makes sense. You know, yeah. Uh, you got stuff that's in common. So true. So true. Yeah. <laughs> have I shared that um, on the show that I met her on TikTok? I don't if, know if I've ever said that publicly. I'm pretty sure you have. I probably have. I don't know. I'm pretty anyway. sure you have. But it sounds like we are now. So, huzzah. Yep. Coming <laughs> up on two years, y'all. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just a flash of the pan. It's, she's she's nah. in it to win it, y'all. She in it. She better be. I hope there so. I'm Rent sure. is expensive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the spouses that, that kick in. You know, yep. shout out. <laughs> Big shout out to the spouses that kick in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's happening. Uh, also, uh, Hollywood is burning. Hollywood is figuratively burning down yeah. around itself because CEOs have to. <laughs> have they to have get to marginal. Function. You know, uh, they can't take any little percentage off of their fucking profits. So yeah. Yeah, they got to get those big bonuses every year. They got to get that second house. They got to get that yacht. They got to pay for their uh, their baby mama. They got to pay for their actual wife. They got to, you know, make sure that the uh, the girlfriend's taken care of. They got to pay that hush money. Got to make sure. Got to make sure that your daughter's passion project is funded fully. And she gets a, a full ride at Yale. Yeah, but you know who suffers? Who's suffering right now? Everybody else: the writers, the producers, the stuntmen and stunt people. Rather, they're all suffering right now, and they're all out there marching in this hot, sweltering fucking heat. It is one of the hottest summers on record. 
Yeah, because the world's burning. The world is burning, especially Canada. So be careful out there. Um, Especially Canada? Yeah, you know, there's been wildfires in Canada for the past. Oh, right. I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah, I know about that. I just. No one can blame you. There's so fucking much going on right now. It's hard to keep up about what to be alarmed about. Everything is alarming. I'm reaching a a concerning level of, uh, like, does life matter anymore? Because it's kind of over. Like, like pessimism. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's being chronically online. I don't know. Mm, I think, I don't want to say that has everything to do with it. Obviously, we have a heightened sense of awareness because, you know, we we do the show. We skate, we we check the news and we want to make sure we're yeah. in the know about everything. It's it's habitual for me now. You know, yeah. after years of doing Mighty Inc. and trying to find all the stuff going on there and scouring Reddit and just being on the podcast, this yeah. one and, and, and so many others doing Cassidy, my God, you know, I've just become accustomed to just basically feeling like, you know, the scenes where you see, Oh my God, I'm about to compare myself to Superman. The scenes where you see Superman just floating above the planet, just listening to everything going on. Yeah. Getting ready to go in exactly where he needs to be. Figuring out what fire deserves his attention more than the other ones. And then just, you know, still feeling like you didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody feels that way. Not just me. I feel like a lot of folks feel that way because the further we go on, in society, the more we are just made aware of every single thing going on around us. Now more than ever, you have so yeah. much access to everything and everyone and everywhere. So yeah, it's easy to get freaked out in a matter of minutes, just going on the internet. Totally. I I, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. But, I'm trying not to stay in, in those head spaces for too long, um, but it's yeah. hard. It is hard. It is hard. Um, But to give some context to what I was talking about before with the whole, uh, with the strikes and everything like that, of course, the Writers Guild, uh, they've been striking for the past several weeks. I think uh, the last I heard it was over 80 days. And yes, multiple months at this point, for sure. Yeah. They, they want a living wage, of course. Uh, You know, the big top two items is making sure writers have a living wage, uh, through fair pay and fair residuals, and then also making sure that their work is protected against AI. And, yeah. you know, a lot of folks are like, oh, that's just so far off. That's just sci-fi. Don't worry about that. Well, in the past week, we've seen job listings at both Disney and Universal for AI specialists. Yeah. And this also ties into why the uh, the actors are striking as well. Now, you know, some very close-minded people <laughs> that don't have, uh, you know, much forethought going on aside from their actors, they get paid billions of dollars to do their jobs, which is not always the case. The fact is, is that these big name actors, the ones who you're familiar with, who do get paid millions of dollars, they're the ones who we want to speak up for the day actors, the day players, the folks who are doing right. bit parts, the background actors, those type of folks, because AI is also threatening their jobs by offering contracts now that basically say that they will scan your face and they will own your likeness in perpetuity 
and you don't get paid anymore after that initial payment. Which is absolutely insane. It's absolutely absolutely insane. And also the basis of a Black Mirror episode that just like came out when this news broke. (laughs) Have you caught up on Black Mirror this season yet? Um, I have only seen select episodes of Black Mirror um, because I, so I liked San Junipero and then I was like, oh, I'll go watch the the show. So I watched the first episode. Anyone who's watched Black Mirror knows that the first episode is horrible. Uh, And then I said, no more of this. No, thanks. (laughs) And and so the new season came out. um, I was in Florida working on the house and stuff. And Kayla was here, so Kayla watched it uh, because she loves Black Mirror. And she was like, hey, I want to get you into this, but like, I'll give you warnings ahead of time. So I have watched a couple episodes now. I okay. will say that we watched from the newest season, Beyond the Sea. Um, fucking fantastic. Like, holy okay. shit. Like, <laughs> wow. That one blew my mind. But um, did you guys watch the one with, oh my goodness, I can't think of her name, the young lady from um, Schitt's Creek? No, I haven't watched that one yet. Okay. All right. That was the first episode of the season. But when you when you do watch it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And those who have seen it know what I, know what I yeah. mean. AI is a dangerous tool when it comes to the creative realm and the uh, opportunities and jobs that it will take away from people. Oh, and- and it's dangerous overall because there are people in tech talking about how we shouldn't even keep doing this. This is like bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. People way more qualified than I am have had this discussion. And I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, done deep dives about it on, you know, TikTok and, and everything like that to give more detail about it. Now, what I did find interesting and, um, what I want to talk about before I talk about the super petty thing that universal did. Uh, what I find incredibly interesting is the fact that it's also affecting the content creators, the people that you do see pop up on TikTok, like straw hat goofy and a few others um, that put out content about upcoming films and, okay. and they do red carpets and stuff like that. You know, SAG AFTRA is also saying that what they're doing is uh, crossing the picket line in a lot yeah. of ways. So they've been yeah. given a list of things they can and can't do. Um, now, zero initially, promotion. zero promotion. Exactly. It's it's standing in solidarity with, you know, the people that are lauded by these, by these content creators as heroes. It's like, if you really care about me, care about the fact that I need to get paid to keep my family fed, you know, don't just go, oh right. yeah, you got a great movie coming out. So it is fascinating to see the hoops that some of these studios are jumping through to advertise some of these films. Like for instance, one of my favorites is um, the Haunted Mansion movie. They had a red carpet for that. And of course, you know, the majority of the cast, none of the cast, I think was actually there. Right. Because it's crossing the picket line. It's crossing picket lines. Now the directors who are on a a completely different union, they're able to, Um, promote their films and stuff like that. In fact, I think it's written into their agreement <laughs> that they can't protest. They can't uh, pick it. They can't, uh, you know, get out there. So the director of Haunted Mansion is out there and they actually did the red carpet at the Haunted Mansion at Disney. So they had a sign up 
um, basically telling anybody who was at the park that if they wanted to get on the ride and they happened to be in that area, basically this is their consent that they're going to be in the footage of the red carpet premiere of the movie. Ugh. Shady shit. Yeah, that's terrible. But you know what's not shady? The trees outside of Universal Studios, the actual movie studios, because those sons of bitches <laughs> decided to shear, not just cut, shear the trees outside yeah. in this sweltering heat where the picketers were spending the majority of their days to try to deter the picketing that was going on. Um, they said, oh, you know, this is unrelated. We just had tree trimming schedule. This is not related to the uh, to the protests at all. No, 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 nothing like that. No, nothing about the strike. I think uh, they're getting fined for it now, though, aren't they? They are. They're getting fined by the city because the city owns those trees and said that Universal was not allowed to touch them in any sort, sort of way. Um, so that's, they're getting the just desserts. The, the downside of that is the fine is only $250, but still, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a token basically. It's a, you know, well, it's an acknowledgement that like the city's like, we didn't do this shit. You guys did yeah. this shit. Yeah. We, we understand who butters our bread here. This is Hollywood. Right. You can't just, <laughs> nobody wants the big conglomerate to win. You've told us stories our entire lives about how we got to take the corporations down. And now you, the corporation are telling us, Oh no, please celebrate 100 years of Warner brothers media. No, no, no. You see, it's our, it's our hundred year anniversary. You have to respect this. Look at these Funko pops yeah. coming in. family matters. They do have family matters. Funko pops coming out, by the way, I saw that. You're not allowed to promote them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God dang it. I can't even tell you that the chase for the Steve Urkel pop is Stefan or Kel. Oh my God. Yeah. But no, first of all, I am popped out. I'm cut off from pops. For the yeah. I don't really like them anymore. Their quality control sucks too. There's too many. They flooded the market. And when I heard about, they were just dumping the uh, excess product in a landfill. Like Ew. that really rubbed me the wrong way. So that's horrible. Yeah. I'm out on pops now. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I, I have no interest in them. I don't even have any more. Yeah. Uh, except yeah. for one that uh, I have Garrus from Mass Effect. Okay. And um, he was messed up when I got him. So Ryan fixed him and like added some customization paints on it. So I kept him. Well, I was going to say, that's kind of the thing too. There are certain pops that I have because I still have all of mine. Like I didn't throw yeah. any of them out or get rid of okay. them or give them away. I like new ones. I have so many pops that have special meaning to me because people mm -hmm. gave them to me. Right. Like, uh, you know, our friend, our friend Dave Martin gave me a dark wing duck pop and he knows how much yeah. I fucking love them ducks, man. Um, our friend Jonesy, she gave me a, a pop of, um, Oh my goodness. What is her name? One of the, one of the crystal gems, one of the, the second generation oh, yeah. crystal gems from Steven universe. Anyway. Yeah. One of my favorites. But, <laughs> you know, at one point, my, my goal was just to collect all the black characters. And I guess somebody caught wind of that. Like, hey, these black characters are selling. We should make more of them. And now, thankfully, there are quite a bit available. Yeah. But, you know, my, my wallet says that's enough. That's Yeah. That's yeah. And they take up so much space, too. That's like, they do. You know, just like anything else, any other thing you're collecting. Eventually, you're like, ah, shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is how, this is how I got roped into vinyl because it's, yep. you know, the, the, the appeal of having something to collect and having something that is functional that you can actually enjoy aside from just looking at it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like comic collecting, you know, same thing. Yep. So yeah. anyway, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. So I know I was going to talk, I said I was going to talk about The Rock. The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson is a very generous man. You know, we've seen the generosity he's had over the years, just in his life. You know, he, he famously gave his mother a house just because he promised he'd do that one day. And, you know, he's, he's always doing nice things for, you know, Make-A-Wish and his community and stuff like that and really bringing out uh, Samoan Polynesian culture, that sort of thing. Um, he gave <laughs> the biggest donation to the SAG after a relief fund in history, seven figures. They won't say exactly yeah. how much it is, but seven figures deep. This man gave out of pocket yeah, because he wants to take care of his coworkers. And I think that's just incredibly admirable. Yeah. And that's going to help a lot of people who are, you know, most actors do not make enough money to even uh, qualify for health insurance. You know, that's the statistic I've seen thrown around now. I think it's like 83% or something like that, which that's is right. the threshold I believe is $29,000. So that's, that's living below the poverty line at this point yeah. right you know like it's, it's so fucking expensive to live now um Especially so yeah now, like, can you imagine i mean <sighs> the majority of these people have to have like two roommates at least to survive and and multiple jobs you know and multiple jobs yeah i mean it's it's come out and what's what's great about this is that it's giving a voice to so many uh writers and um you know background actors that are saying like look i've been working on this show, this big name show. Like we heard about the guy who uh, wrote for the bear and the night mm -hmm. that he, he won the award for the show. He had to borrow money from his parents to afford uh, a tux rental. Yeah. And we've heard about uh, somebody who was writing for another hit show that escapes me right now, who basically uh, found out about her nomination when she was driving for Lyft. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not all like you know gold paved streets like you think it is in Hollywood. They're they're working hard, they're trying to get by, and they're being treated unfairly. So, yeah, I think it's time time for a shakeup, and it doesn't have to come from us, the consumer. Oh no, it should come directly from the billionaire CEO. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's they're they're making so much money. It's insane that it's not being you know properly paying out people. I mean, that's, this is why we had the writer strike in 2007. Um, and this is the first time in a very long time, both unions have been on strike at the same time though. So, I mean, it's yeah. really truly shut down. Um, I know s some people in the industry who, you know, it's like, I'm out of work indefinitely mm -hmm. because they work on crews and stuff. So, you know, that's, that's a really difficult thing for them right yeah. now. And I hope that it gets resolved quickly. Um, obviously in favor of the unions and so that everyone can go back to work and, yeah. you know, cause everyone wants to. And it's spreading too. It's influencing a lot of other um, 
a lot of other workplaces too, a lot of other uh, groups, I should say. Yep. Um, you know, the the animation uh, people are starting a union now. They're feeling bold and they're that's feeling ready to get amazing. that done. And that's great because I don't know if you remember way, way back when John DiMaggio uh, was talking about not returning uh, to voice Bender on the Futurama reboot. Um, yeah. Because he was just disappointed with the amount of money they were offering from Hulu. And he's like, you know, I, I don't want to be a stickler. And uh, recently he did an interview and he said he didn't get the raise or he didn't get the rest of the crew any extra money or anything like that. But when it came down to it, they were just completely hard nosed about it. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to be the reason that the, uh, the reboot wasn't successful. So he just kind of acquiesced and said, all right, I'll do it. Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. For real. So, I mean, I can't believe to they do- brought that show back again. Oh my God. It's, it's like the fifth time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there's been a lot of time to fill without doing the podcast, Lex. Mm. Been a lot of fucking time, you yep. know, and I know you've been dealing with a lot and I have been fucking vegging out and just absorbing media, which is not great because if these strikes go on the way that I think they're <laughs> going to go on, we're going to run out of shit to watch after a while. I don't think so. There's a lot of shit. We've been complaining for a long time that there's too much stuff. That's true. I think that we'll is be okay. True. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that I watched, I'm sure you haven't had a chance to sit down and, and check out yet. But um, here's, a, here's a few things that I highly recommend that I'm just going to speed run through so yeah. people get a little little taste of where where I've been these, these past few weeks here. So I caught... The uh, sale that was happening at Target a couple of weeks ago, I picked up New Super Mario Brothers for the Switch, which I'm sure I've talked about this many, many, many fucking times on here. I don't like when the turtles dance to the music because it throws off my rhythm. And I still hate it. So we're moving on from that. Mario Maker 2, by the way, I purchased that a long time ago. And I completely forgot that the game had a story mode. And the story mode is so much fun. It's so much fun. You're basically playing a construction version of Mario and he's trying to rebuild Peach's castle. But to do that, he's got to make money. So this uh, fucking union uh, member Toad tells you that you have to go through these levels of different eras of Mario games and collect coins to help build the castle. He's putting you to work and it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) allergies anyway Ah, um, okay yeah i haven't played any of those so street fighter 6 i'm not usually big in the the fighting games especially street fighter because it feels like the the entry level of skill to be good at street fighter is so high i I can't stand it I used to beat the shit out of my brother in games, by the way, that were fighting games. I because I uh, button mashed. I was amazing when I was a child. <laughs> Those seem like the best, but I tell you what, Street Fighter Six has done a lot to bring back to to even the playing field per se, because they have what they call a modern control scheme as well as a traditional control scheme. The modern control scheme allows you to basically set hotkeys to do special moves for these characters. So 
when it comes to a complicated character to control like Zangief, where you have to do these elaborate, like, you know, joystick maneuvers and like basically drawing letter Z and a U and stuff like that with the joystick. Now you just hold down triangle and you push back and he's doing like hurricanas and like body slams and stuff like that. It's great. And don't even get me started on the story mode in that game because you're basically playing Final Fight with a created character, with Street Fighter characters mixed in. It's so much fun. I had way more fun than I thought I would have with it. I got it on sale from QVC, of all places, and I don't regret buying it. It's a fun game, and I'm going to go back to it when the DLC comes out, I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, were you in the HQ trivia when that was a big thing, that, that, uh, that phone game? No, no, I don't think I played that one. Do you remember it at all? It was like a daily trivia show that you could play along with and win money and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like a, like I vaguely knew about that, but yeah, when was, when that, was that? That predates the podcast. I remember like it was a big thing. Uh, I want to say like 2017, maybe 2017 like. around that yeah. era. Yeah. So basically it's, it's as I described it, there was a host he was talking to you live from a studio and you'd be asked trivia questions. And if you got them all right, by the end of the game, you'd win some money, but it was usually like a real small amount, like $5, $2, that sort of thing. And then when you won $20, you could finally cash out. But you know, mm-hmm. it was so exciting to play along and actually win. Anyway, the reason I bring it up, it no longer exists. They made a documentary about the rise and fall for CNN, and that's available on uh, on Max for streaming. Oh, that's now. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nutty because it got so big at one point, and then it just completely went away. Um, so that doc's a lot of fun. Uh, also on Max, the new seasons of Righteous Gemstones just finished up. Uh, I think out of all the Danny McBride stuff, this is his best so far. Like. This show is so fucking funny. It's so fucking timely. Um, I've and seen also, a few episodes of the first season and it was really funny. It's really good. D told me, I didn't know this, but uh, D was telling me that Danny McBride is also a writer on the recent Scream movies. So he's, he's partly Halloween. responsible for that. Oh, he, Halloween. He did the Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yes. He's the producer and one of the writers of the, the newest Halloween trilogy. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah. That's cool. Branching out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna do something else, but I don't remember. Is he doing the new Exorcist movies too? Or is that just I'll look it up. Okay. Um They Clone Tyrone that recently came out on Netflix. It stars Jamie Foxx and John Boyega. Uh it's a great movie. It's not gonna be what you think it is, and it's hilarious. It's it's a wonderful film. I don't want to say anything else about it, um, but you should watch it. They clone Tyrone on Netflix. Uh, My Adventures with Superman. That's that new Superman animated yeah. series that came out. Is it good? <sighs> Listen, I like Superman. I know you love mm-hmm. Superman. I know you're a big I fan. I do. Yeah, he's my fave. I was not the biggest fan of the Superman animated series that came out around the time that the Batman animated series came out. Yeah. Batman gets all the love and the credit. Yeah. 
I thought it was a little dry. I thought it was a little stiff. I feel like that version of Superman didn't really come into his own until the Justice League cartoon. When he was given something to do, when he was given a team, when he got to actually like, you know, stand up and, and fight these huge, like, superpowered beings that he could really let loose. I thought that show, that version of him was great. But this down-to-earth and somehow bombastic version of Superman, it's like an anime. And it works so well. You have romance. You have action. You have magical girl transformations. You have his mom, who is the sweetest, chubby old woman and just loves him so much (laughs) and wants to take care of him and make sure he's safe. Listen to me. This this will make a Superman hater love Superman. This show is so good. Is it on Max? It's on Max. It's on Max and it's on um on Adult Swim of all places. Okay. So yeah. yeah, you can uh you can check it out on Max. I think it's uh yeah, it's four episodes deep right now. I don't know how long the season is, but it's already been renewed for a second season. Oh, that's awesome. Don't let anybody talk you out of this. It's really good. No, I'm I'm excited through. for it. Um yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's some of the stuff I've been checking out and uh, I'm sure there will be much more. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing that I've watched recently that I had a huge impact on me and that I loved, like everyone else is the bear, you know? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Particularly because that whole show is about grief um, and is wonderful. And, you know, yeah, it just, it, it, it was the right time for that show for me, you know? Yeah. So I love it. I'll say this, and I mean it with my whole heart. Anything that features Ayo Ediberry, Ediberry, mm-hmm. I'm in. You tell me she's on a show, that's all I need to know about it. I'm watching the show. Yeah. Because she's great. Every time she's on the screen, she does a fantastic job. She's funny. She brings emotion. And she just picks good projects, you know? I mean, she's been on The Bear. She's been on... Black Lady Sketch Show. She's been on, of course, Caleb Abbott Elementary. Caleb told me she writes for like big, she has written for Big Mouth and What We Do in the Shadows too. Oh, wow. See? She's incredible. Incredible. I'm a fan. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, everybody does a great job on The Bear. Uh, the way that the second season ended, my goodness. Yeah. Talk about being on the edge of your seat. That was that was a ride. Yeah, it's a it's a stressful show, but in a good way. It is. I think. Like I, I think agree. it's worth it. If you start watching it and you're a little bit stressed, um unless it's like really causing you a lot of problems, I encourage you to keep going, to keep watching. And if you're wondering why there are so many connections to community uh on the bear. <laughs> it's because the series creator is actually uh, married to, oh my goodness, who's the lady that pray, plays Jillian, Britta? Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs, yes. He's married to Gillian Jacobs, so yeah. that's that's why. Yeah. It's kind of like he's saying, uh, he's, he's, he's giving nods to his wife. That's all. Yeah, when Joel McHale showed up, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But then, <laughs> then it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to reveal the big, the big one, the big reference, but yeah. Yeah. 
It's 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 good. It's well done. It's 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 not distracting, but it'll distract you if you're like a, a huge community super fan. But yeah. that's that's all I'll say. Dean showed up and he was dressed as the peanut again. <laughs> and he did another rap and it, it went down. Yeah. <laughs> What's Dean got to do with it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So great stuff. Yeah. Wow. First podcast in a couple months. I forgot how we ended these. Let's see if I can if I can remember here. Listen, or uh, don't, whatever. Or don't. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient with us. Thank you to our friends who have joined us in the Discord. We've still been hanging out and talking with you folks over there. Uh, thank you for those who reached out and wanted to know if we were still friends, know if we were still tight, wants to know if we broke up like we're folks not. used to do with Outcast all the time. Yeah. No, we're not. But yeah. we decided to come back for the kids. So yeah. thank you for, for, for the peer pressure. Yeah, that's and the only reason we're still together. So that's it. No that's pressure, it. but you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you guys for, for checking on us and, and making sure we're doing okay. And, you know, uh, tolerating all the various posts I've been putting up of my back porch garden that I'm so very proud of uh, in the interim. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to keep going and we're going to keep being honest with you even when we have a bad day or two. Yeah. And uh, we hope that you will continue to join us and uh, we'll be back doing this again real soon. Yeah. So, Thank you so much for listening guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.